This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, June 19th. All right, we've got some high school sports we need to cover. Uh-huh. We've got some Minnesota Twins we need to cover. Uh-huh. But I just remembered something, CJ. I want to I want to throw this uh, at you here very quickly. Okay. And see if I'm on to something or on something. Maybe this can be a new a brand new bit for the for the morning sports desk. Okay. Are you on to something or on something? You're familiar with the uh, a regional pizza chain called Zorba's, correct? Yes, I've heard of them. Wife is a big fan of the nachos. You've heard, you've attended, you've, yes. you've partaken in... I've partaken in, I've even uh, delivered pop to there, yes. It's been, uh, all faces, yes, so, very familiar. Uh, you mentioned the nachos. Nachos is a great example. What is uh, the one sort of, uh, I guess, like advertising quirk, the marketing quirk that Zorba is probably most known for? Uh, let me think. I suspect it's like a Z's. That's exactly right. So, like, if you were to look at the menu at Zorba's and you wanted to order nachos, it would be spelled N-A-C-O-C-H-O-Z, mm-hmm. right? If you wanted a pizza with sausage on it, sausage, it would be Z, right? Uh, basically, any S is replaced with a Z. Any S is a Z. Okay. Now, this is important here. I'm... I'm when you read through the menu, when you order something uh-huh. off the menu, you don't say, I'll take the sausage pizza, please, do you? No. You still pronounce it with the normal S. Outside of like once in a while, there's probably like a, a dad that's got some confidence that's right. going to throw or, it Right, or you know, there. and I get it like nachos kind of has the Z sound at yeah. the end. There's, but typically speaking, you're going it, to, it's just like a fun little quirk that they have in all their menu items. Uh huh. Right? And it made me think. Well, the place is called Zorba's that we pronounce very hard with a Z. Uh huh. But everything in the menu has an S replaced with a Z. Is the is the is the restaurant actually supposed to be pronounced Sorbus? You're kind of breaking my mind here. Have we been pronouncing the name of the restaurant incorrectly this entire time? Is the name of the restaurant actually Sorbus? Sorbus. Because, or like sorbas, you know what I mean? Like this, sometimes that, that A-S or E-S sound at the end kind of drifts into the Z. But is that is that what's really happening here? And we pronounce everything, we pronounce the name of that restaurant, Zorba's. Everything else on the menu that's an S replaced with the Z, we still pronounce the S as is. Is yeah. that is that name, was that restaurant started by somebody whose last name was like Sorba's or something like that? Are we are we pronouncing the restaurant name incorrectly is my question. Well, so I, I, I think, uh, my guess is no. My guess is you're probably more on something than on to something, but I wish we had the X-Files music to, to cue up your entire, uh, your entire spiel. That's a legit question, though, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, I would think it's a legitimate question, but I, I still feel like the Z thing was probably... Uh, now I'm gonna I'm I'll look this up here. Uh, let, let me let me go to the Google machine. All right. I I don't know. I just uh, it, I mean unless I've just taken this incorrectly the entire way and I have been I I'm I'm supposed to order a size small uh, soda pop from the fountain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh. Let me. 
I am supposed to order a just a medium pepperoni and sausage sausage pizza. I'm overloaded with Z's right now. There's so many Z's the whole time. I'm on their I'm on their website here. Uh, Re- yeah, about our restaurant. It's not a restaurant. It's a restaurant. Am I am I supposed to be pronouncing the Z? Well, see see here's the thing. Uh, the name Zorba's. Uh, comes from the popular 1960s movie Zorba the Greek, starring Anthony Quinn. Sure. Zorba was fun-loving, free-spirited, carefree, and happy, okay. and that's and that's that's why they named it. So my well, guess is the Z is Well, if you're fun-loving, carefree, and happy, then you don't care that I pronounce your Z's like an S everywhere else. I suppose, yeah. All right, no, that's good to know. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't look up the history of it. So now, yes, so it the is final 100% verdict? supposed to be. Zorba's. So the final verdict, Corey, is on something. On something. All right. Okay, well, glad we got that settled. Nice to know. All, All right. right. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for working uh, working that out with us. We appreciate <laughs> it. Working through that together. Boy, I thought I'd crack the code there for a half a minute. You were like this close. Uh, right. It was right there was, for the taking. You're on the verge of greatness. <sighs> I thought it was like some guy named... Mr. Sorbus, you know what I mean? And he didn't like being called Sorbus. He yeah. was like Zorbas because yeah. Zs are cool. He was a product of the 90s. Yeah, he's like from Borup or something <laughs> and, and wanted to start a cool restaurant on a lake, and then it turned into this chain. And mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, state baseball wrapped up over the weekend, CJ. Yeah. Uh, your Class A champion, Faustin. Mm-hmm. The Greyhounds beat Lyle Pacelli 3-2. to two. Congratulations to Faustin. Oh, by the way, a little discourse on on uh, state high school Twitter, state high school baseball Twitter, yeah. about um, be, getting to the end of the season, comparing to the beginning of the season. And I don't know if you know where Faustin is, mm-hmm. but it's considered northern Minnesota. Uh, I don't know if you know where uh, Austin uh, Lyle Pacelli is, but it's in Austin, southern Which, Minnesota. So Northern School, despite a four-and-a-half-week regular season, comes away with a Class A title. Okay? The 2A championship goes to Esco, who beat Perham 9-0. Congrats to the Yellow Jackets on an outstanding season. But I don't know if you know this, Esco and Perham considered northern minnesota schools playing uh-huh. in a 2A championship. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny to see that back and forth of like, um, we thought this was going to be a rough year for the northern half of the state and the sport of baseball, but nope. Uh, let's see. New Prague beat Matamidi 5-3 in the 3A tournament. Congratulations to New Prague. And your 4A state baseball champion is, of course, Eastridge. What a game, CJ. Beat Rosemount 1-0. All right. Well, state baseball is in the books then. And what are, I think the high school league is what, Clay? Clay target shooting and then the pretty trap shooting and then we're done. Trap shooting is this weekend, this Friday, the twenty third. All right. I saw somebody from Park Rapids uh, went a cool one hundred for one hundred, uh, like last week. Dang, that's decent. I would say, yeah, I would say so. I've not gone a hundred for one hundred in probably anything ever. No. I've lived 100 days in a row. That's probably about it for me. You've you've probably went 100 for 100 on blink attempts? Like blinking? I have blinked every time I've needed to blink. That is true. Yeah. it's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. So you're a master at that. 
I am, however, 0 for 1 on my conspiracy theory that Zorbas should actually be pronounced Sorbus. Yeah. Well, look. look. <laughs> now, that I, now that I know the answer and say it out loud, it does sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, hey, if you want to feel better about yourself and you want to see a team that can, and you want to see somebody that can get 100 for 100 and something, it's probably got to be the Twins and strikeouts, right? 100% they stink. It's bad. We talked about before the series against the Tigers. The Twins had swept the Brewers. They won two games in a row, and it felt like they and they won two of three in Toronto. It felt like things were starting to turn around. Detroit had only won one game in this calendar month, and the Twins gave them three in four days. Uh, here's uh, manager Rocco Baldelli. We put something together late. We absolutely did, um, and still uh, did it against their good relievers. Some some guys that are that are very tough. Uh, it, it wasn't enough. Um, you know, you look at the uh, four-game set, and you know just how many how many things did we make happen? How many times did we get something going, and then and then push everyone across, and uh, uh, you know maximize our opportunities? We really we really didn't do that. Yeah, uh, that's uh, maybe an understatement. But uh, Corey, uh, you have a twin statement. After this weekend, I've officially decided I, Corey Tackman. I'm not breaking up with the Minnesota Twins, but we are going to go on a break. Yeah. Uh, the tw- I'm keeping the Twins at arm length away. Define like a Ross and Rachel break or like a... Just like a, hey, I'm going to need, I just need some, it's not me, it's y- it's not you, it's me. Yeah. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not prepared to have my heart broken again, and I just need to like be in the right space mentally to approach this, um, to safeguard my heart a little bit, mm-hmm. <laughs> and approach this appropriately because um, they stink on offense. I don't think there's a, a better word for it. They're downright not good at hitting the baseball no and not hitting it consistently and we saw this last year with the twins they could score eight runs a game and then the next four nights they're going to score two runs each but then when you average it out they're like oh they're scoring like four runs a ball game that's yeah and that's the thing that the twins have had an issue with and striking out they're on pace to strike out the most out of any team in major league history and it gets to my point about this twins offense Corey, which is they don't have an identity. And I know that people say, well, home runs and strikeouts, weren't they the Bomba squad a few years ago? That You're right. That, they were in 2019, which is now four years ago, and almost nobody on that team is still around. And nobody who's on that team is hitting well. Buxton's 0 for 21. Polanco's been made multiple trips on the injured list this season. And Max Kepler stinks. Those are the three guys from the Bomba squad team. And they're not contributing. All these guys... We're not on that team. And the Twins made a point this offseason to tell everyone, hey, we're not trying to be the Bomba Squad anymore. We're trying to be a team that wants to hit the ball hard, but we're not trying to go yard. We're trying to rip doubles down the line, in the gaps. We want to be not stealing bases a ton, but we want to be better on the base paths. We want to be better defensively. And all of those things have just not materialized. And whether it's on a front office, whether it's on the manager, whether it's on the hitting coach, whether it's on the philosophy through and through, I don't know what it is, Corey, but we came into this season saying up and down this Twins lineup, it's potentially really good, but there's no, we don't know what the ceiling is for this offense, but we also didn't know what the floor was. And right now we're in the basement. Um, I would argue the Twins offense does have an identity, and I'm stealing this from your quote tweet uh, of Aaron Gleeman. 
noted Twins expert. Byron Buxton, 0 for 21. He's hitting 136 in his last 25 games. Joey Gallo hitting 133 with zero home runs in his last 15 games. Max Kepler hitting 130 with one homer in his last 20 games. Christian Vasquez hitting 183 with zero homers in his last 38 games. CJ, the Twins have an identity on offense, and it's that they don't have an offense. That is their identity. I would uh, the the pessimistic view on all of this is they have an identity. It's that we suck at hitting. <laughs> uh, it's uh, they're in a bad spot. It's really bad. Uh, and not to belabor the point, but uh, things could be worse. Uh, you could be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, they were, they were getting on a bus to go to their game to Milwaukee. And we can end on this uh, is that uh, they were on their bus to Milwaukee from their hotel. Yep. And turns out that the bus driver, uh, whose name is Ronald Thunderburk, uh, awesome, age sixty one of Shelby, North Carolina. He thought it was pretty awesome too at the bar last night when he was getting sloshed. He uh, got pulled over for a DUI driving the Major League Baseball team to the stadium. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, that's exciting. How would you exciting for everyone involved? How would you like to be the team on the bus? You're like, is this guy drunk? Right. And only to be pulled over and be like, he is. He's hammered. <laughs> and he's driving He's driving millionaires to a baseball game. That could have been very bad. It would have made the news, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, it did anyway, but it could have really made the news, and that would have been. How would you like to be that guy at the shuttle service that's like showing up to work drunk, like, please don't give me any big assignments today? You're driving the Pittsburgh Pirates to the ballpark. Oh, no. <laughs> Could, uh, any other day, please? I know I've been asking for this assignment for six years, but could we do this tomorrow, maybe? <laughs> can I drive him home from the stadium? <laughs> you could tell he was having a conversation with his coworkers the night before, or like people at the bar, and like, don't you have to work tomorrow? Ah, they never give me any good assignments anyways. <laughs> what do I care? I got a stupid seventh grade field trip to the <laughs> science museum. <laughs> Not that being drunk with seventh graders on the bus is any better. Turns out driving drunk just isn't good all around. (laughs) This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, June 19th.